Just kidding. Welcome back to the show. All the men, all the women, all the countries that are watching us. I just went through all of our analytics because I'm a genius. Of sorts. Um, Spell analytics. I can't. E N analytics. No analytics. A N A L. Anal. Analytics. Anal Y ticks. That's how you. That's how I remember it. Oh, I didn't even put that together. Well, that seems. Got to put it in what I'm going to remember. Yeah, yeah, You know what I'm talking about? No. No, okay. Oh, spell. Is it beautiful? Spell beautiful. B-E-A-utiful? Yeah. What do you know about that? Bruce Almighty, baby. Okay. Was Evan Almighty better? No. Bruce Almighty was better. Seems a little racist. Yeah. Totally fine. Um, okay, so welcome back to the show, everybody. Thanks for listening on average. Um, I found out recently that we have listeners in the following countries, and I want to play a game with Chris. I'm ready. Um, uh, but <laughs> but first, oh, <laughs> but first, I'm gonna tell y'all what country it is. I'm ready. <laughs> what countries uh, we, we're talking about here? So, uh, of course, our number one country is the United States. Uh, number two is uh, Canada. Got a lot of listeners in Canada. Number three, Canadian. India. Oh. Got a lot of listeners in India, more than you would expect, actually. Right on. Uh, uh, following uh, the United Kingdom. Okay. Uh, South Africa. Okay. Has a very decent amount of listeners. Germany. Germany. Cool. Germany. Uh, Singapore. Singapore. Ireland. Ireland. Uh, Nigeria. Great. And lastly, the Philippines. So those are our top countries. So uh, I'm going to put you right here on the spot. And we're going to play a game called Can You Name? Can I Name? I'm okay? ready. So number one, there are rules to this. Oh. Okay. So number one, here are the countries you cannot name. Okay. South Africa, Ghana, Kenya, Egypt, and Uganda. I want you to name... Six African countries that are not those that I just named. Let me know if I name one on accident because I don't remember all of them. Okay. Ready? I'm going to say it one more time. I'm ready. All right. So the list of countries you cannot say. South Africa, Africa, Ghana, Kenya, Egypt, and Uganda. So I can say Nigeria. Dang. Yes. I can say Djibouti. Yeah. I can say is Burundi in there? No, Burundi is not in there. Yes, uh, is that a country? That's what I'm asking. I don't know. <laughs> what is Burundi? Burundi is a. It's got to be a country. Let's, um, Jamie, can you look that up for me, please? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we need a Jamie. Is what we need. Um, okay, Nigeria, Djibouti. Um, ooh, there's Niger. There's Niger, Nigeria. There's Djibouti. I need three more, right? Um, Name the three again. Okay, so Burundi is a country in East Africa. So that counts. So it counts. Give it to me one more time. Niger, Nigeria, Djibouti, Burundi. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. 
He said no Uganda. Does Madagascar count? It's not attached to the continent. It's off the coast. But it's a country. It is a country. In Africa. Yeah. Technically. All right. All right. Wow. You did pretty so good. Five. It was only five. One more. Oh, uh, you did good. Uh, oh, my God. Is Lesotho in Africa? Is that a thing? Lesotho. <laughs> L-E-S-O-T-H-O? Question mark? This is me showing. Wow. That count? L- Lesotho. Lesotho. Is a country in Southern Africa. That's six, baby. Wow. That is pretty dang good. Thank you, Animaniacs, because that's the only way I knew that. Wow. (laughs) I'm actually pretty impressed. Thank you. Okay, here's the second game. Okay, I'm ready. Name six HBCUs. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so the game here is Chris is going to name six HBCUs. Here's ones that you cannot say. Howard. Oh, shit. Uh, I don't know. How you not know? I'm going to be... No. (laughs) What I was going to say isn't right. (laughs) We're a couple months off of Black History Month. Correct. How do you not... Come on. You know what? We gave you all the time in the world. If Animaniacs does an episode on HBCUs, I'll know. (laughs) However, last I checked, they did not. (laughs) So I won't even attempt. I'm going to give you a couple... Uh, so we got Oakwood University. Oakwood. In the we, state of? Alabama. Okay. Uh, we got Morehouse. In the state of? More, more state. Uh, okay. Uh, right we got, <laughs> got Jackson State. Jackson State. They're going to kill me for this one. I know where Jackson State is. Is it like Jackson, Mississippi? Oh, my gosh. Where is Jackson? It, it is, right? I mean. Jackson State. Jackson State. See, it's not, it's don't. It's in Mississippi. All right. I'm so See? stupid. I mean, no one thinks. Of course it is in Mississippi. Uh, okay. Um, damn, Jamie. Get to work faster. Come on, Jamie. <laughs> Florida A&M. A&M. That one's in Georgia. Okay. Um, we know where that one is. Uh, and then you got uh, Clark Atlanta. Clark Atlanta. That one's in uh, Atlanta. Uh, and then you got Spellman. I've heard of Spellman. Interesting. Interesting topic on Spellman and how it got its name. We'll come back to that later. Um, but it is actually, I'll say it right now Spellman was named after the wife of one of the richest people on earth or at the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, Rockefeller, his wife, she started up Spellman. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, and, and let me just read that back. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> let me just triple check my work. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So it was established <laughs> as the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like, totally read this a, a long time ago, and I read it multiple times right. over again, and then was just kind of like, am I thinking of a different school? <laughs> um, so I got us both in trouble here. It's okay. okay. It's okay. All right. So um, shut up, dog. It's the neighbor. Oh, we love neighbors. All right. So uh, that's that's pretty much all the quizzes that I had for you. Thanks for coming on this episode. Uh, we're going to go home. Out. Nah, just all, right. Okay. all right. So uh, now we're going to talk about the trash. We're going to spend four minutes on this topic. You ready I'm for ready. it? I'm ready. Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon got 
ousted by Fox in the same, well, Tucker, Fox, Donald and CNN, same day, fired. For reasons of? Nobody knows. Don was surprised. He was stunned. Couldn't believe that he lost his job at CNN. Mm. uh, And uh, Tucker, probably because, you know, the lawsuit. Probably. Didn't he just interview former President Trump? Probably. I don't know, but probably. I think he just did because he was talking about um, the indictment. Yeah, I think he interviewed him about the indictment. There you have it. Must have not been that long ago. So now Tucker is probably going to be on Nelk Boy. Sure. <sighs> don't know what that is, but sure. You never heard of the Full Send podcast? No. They're the ops. Oh. We're after you, Full Send, Full Sail University. <clears throat> I feel like those are two different things. They are. All right. Uh, so, yeah, as far as that goes, Don Lemon losing his job. What's he look like? I, I will, you don't know who Don Lemon is? I probably do. He's the uh, Band-Aid colored man. I'm He's, not one for actually watching the news all that much just because yeah. lies and shit. But facts. Don Lemon. So Don Lemon, I think, is an interesting. He's the Band-Aid colored person. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Uh, so Don Lemon, to me, getting fired is interesting because I think it's the end of an era for news, which the era started like 10 years ago. Or Did less you then. like Don Lemon? Did you believe in what he was saying? I don't believe that Don Lemon was a person that um, stood for anything. Okay. And I say that because he has said so many things that c- contrast other things that he said. Okay, I was going to ask if he was like unbiased. No. But no. No. Just contradicts Um, himself. Yeah. So I think there is a greater, I mean, just think about the organizations that these people work at, right? So Tucker works at Fox. They have their agenda. Correct. Don Band-Aid works at CNN. They have their agenda. And the whole point of the agenda is that we're supposed to clash. We're supposed to go to the extremes of everything. Right. And you kind of have to stand on that. And I think the true thoughts of Don Lemon has snuck out in the past. Um, Like recently, he said some lady was past her prime. Mm. Mm, That was big news, right? So, but like, that's probably how he actually feels. But that's really not how the network Operates. They don't right. believe in saying that right. you know women are past their prime, which you know that's a whole other thing. Um, he's also said you know he's spoken about men that like sag their pants and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. like kind of the old Bill Cosby type of thing. Right. But then later on, we'll say the exact opposite. So I think that he was really just a figure that is just like, look, whatever the network tells me to do, I will say it, and I'll just put it in my own words. That's that. Versus Tucker is the exact same way, but he really do be riding for what the network believes. Right, right, right. Because he ain't never going to spill around and be like, yeah, I like. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you know, he he's never going to turn around and say he like whatever that the other side like. Uh-huh. You know, right. if there's like a if there's like a pride parade, you ain't going to catch him. Right, right, you know right, what I mean? Right. Like that's just he really live and die, whatever that stuff. And that's probably what really terminated him from this position. Probably. Because, as you know, the whole Dominion thing, they lost seven hundred and eighty 
something billion dollar million dollars. Um, I don't know if they're blaming that on Tucker or not. Uh, you know, it's hard to say that because I'm sure there's a system of checks and balances before you can get on the air and start talking about certain things that people have to say, yeah, you can do that. Um, continuously. I'm sure if it happened one time, it can slip through the brains or whatever, but the whole dominion thing, they talked about it over and over and over again. It's just kind of like, well, that to me sounds like the network's fault. Right. Um, but then both getting fired is interesting. Uh, news also to me died when Joe Biden came to office Mm -hmm. because without the extremes in the world, uh, uh, people don't know what to listen to anymore. How many people do you know say, oh, yeah, I used to listen to all that political stuff like two, three years ago, but like it was bad for my mental health. I needed to take a break. I got to do this. I got to do that. Right. Those same people are going to come back this time next year telling you who to vote for what you know, all that kind of stuff. So all this new stuff works on a cycle whenever it's hot. It's because there's something going around the world that has captivated people's attention and it right. and it only happens for a specific amount of time. Mm-hmm. But news on its head, uh, you know, it's kind of dead. Yeah. And uh the the salacious aspect of life are more interesting than of that. Plus, also, there's a lot of bad news. And yeah. as you know, if it bleeds. It leads. But nowadays, the whole world is bloody. Mm -hmm. So, and we know it. That's the difference. The world been bleeding for a long time, but now we know it. And there's so much that a person can take. Uh, And a lot of the information that you read online is all used uh, to sway you in one way or another, which is real nasty. Like when you read that there's been, there's been 200 mass shootings, it's not all the same thing right you know because you hear about the ones that stand apart from those you know the 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 ones with the school shootings and the the ones that take out 25 people a lot of times they're just putting in information like gang violence or or random acts of violence between two people who got in an argument and then they end up shooting people and three people you know die from gunfire or something like that mm-hmm. they mash it all together so that they can give you the this huge thing everything has to be in extremes because that's the only way people are going to listen. Right. So is it the end of an era for news for that form of media this year? Possibly. I mean, you got to think of who, where people are getting their news in general now. It's not just the news networks anymore. Shade Room. Shade Room. A lot of, you know, like Reddit or things like that, or even YouTube has like... It has the networks on YouTube, but, um, you know, they're getting it from YouTube versus going on TV nowadays. So, mm-hmm. and then I don't follow CNN on YouTube, so I don't know how active they are there, but, mm-hmm. you know, you're getting a lot of local news joints, all this stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult, you know, and, uh, plus, especially after COVID, mm-hmm. people, boy, we were getting n- new headlines every three days. Right. New variant, new this, new, new that. Variant. Come get your 67th booster. Yeah. And now, YouTube, please don't take this down. We're kidding. Yep. Yeah, so okay. We don't claim to be experts of medical anything. Don't, we're idiots. Yeah. Let's make that clear. <laughs> 
We're going to move on because this is dicey. Yes. Uh, all right. So uh, let's do something fun. We watched the movie Air. We did. The other day with... Um, Matt Damon. Matt Damon, one of the world's most Holocaust-looking men. Go ahead. No, that was okay, it. Okay, right on. That was it. Right uh, I'm not saying which side. Go ahead. You're, you know. you're right. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm not saying which side. Just and saying. Mr. Affleck. Yeah. Benjamin. Okay, so let's give people a quick breakdown of the movie. So the movie is about how uh, um, this person at Nike, when they were not the hottest shoe on earth, uh, decides that they want to sign Michael Jordan, but not just sign Michael Jordan. They want to sign him to develop a brand based on Michael Jordan instead of having the athletes uh, wear the shoe that every other athlete wears. Right. Um, so let's just start off with the quality of the story. What would you think of it? I thought it was good. I thought it wasn't too – it wasn't too deep at face value. It wasn't until the end that you started getting to, you know, NIL and getting revenue from the sale of the shoe and stuff like that, that it got a little deeper, but that was at the very end. That was literally like the last sentence. Mm-hmm. So, but it was good. I was good. So to me, the story wasn't all that great. The story, uh, you know, spoiler alert, but the story. <laughs> You're all wearing, wearing Jordans now. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah. There's that part. <laughs> You know, you f- they figure it out. Yeah. They'll tell you that. Okay. So the story starts off with uh, with Matt Dimonon, and he is trying his best um, to to develop this, this basketball, basketball brand inside of Nike. I'm going to come back to that whole idea, NBA, Nike, basketball players, all that stuff. I'm going to come back to that. But he finds out that he needs to sign Michael Jordan because he does this analysis of a play that is done when Michael Jordan is in college. And he's just like, look at how calm this guy was when he's taking the buzzer beater shot. That's the guy we need to invest in. Mm. Oh, okay. Great. (laughs) There was nothing there that was like, you know what I mean? That's it. That's it. Okay, I I didn't see the special. I didn't see what was special. Right. You know what I mean? I wish that there was something else that made you say, this guy has overcome X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we have to go with him because he represents what Nike is. Some, a brand that has struggled and now they're developing a way to to put that behind them and accelerate themselves to the future. No, what they decided to do was say that guy was calm in a play. Granted, they do bring a lot of that stuff up later. Later in the actual like hurrah speech to get him to sign. Sure, but right there as the inciting incident, that's it. It's bland. I watched and, a college tape and that was it. Yeah, and then like, how come they did? How did they know all this stuff later on? How did they know that he didn't make his middle school team? How did they know all this stuff? So it's just like, okay, fine. Is there adversity? So I really thought about it. I was just like, well, what if they don't sign him? Yeah, what happens? Yeah. Because they made it seem like, well, we can't do this. And then if if it doesn't happen, we lose everything. But not really. 
maybe you shut down the, the basketball department. Yeah, that okay. was the big threat was the basketball shoe division wasn't going to stick around for another year. Right. Oh, okay. Well, and then it was Sonny or Matt Damon's uh, career on the line because he wouldn't have been able to really put that what he does on a resume and right. all that stuff. Oh, that crazy. was just like the big like. Be careful. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, <laughs> there's not enough stakes here right. to make you root for Sonny Vaccaro. Mm-hmm. There's just not enough there to make you like, man, he better get this. Right. Right. Yeah. And then you also wonder like, why? Why? Why are you going to his mom and dad's house? Mm-hmm. Why? Because of the play and the tape? You know, so, okay, so that happens. Um, I think a, an interesting part of the story is when he tells, like, this is what's going to happen when you go to Converse. This is what happens when you're going to go to Adidas. And then- and I thought then, that was interesting. Yeah, you know, that was well done. I liked it. You know, exactly what he said was going to happen. Right. Happened. Well done. Uh, and then in the end, um, you know, Michael Jordan, who really wants nothing to do with Nike, miraculously listens to the speech. And they and they they do the thing where we're gonna pay the fines. You're gonna wear this red shoe, and uh, that was kind of cool. I didn't know that they yeah. were paying their fines. Yeah, and also kind of weird from the uh, NBA. Why does you got to be all white? It's just odd. But uh, I, I I guess I get it for the time period. But also, yeah. Uh, uh, so that is cool. You know, it's a whole marketing thing. Great. Yeah. Um, and then in the end, yeah, he signs and then he gets a car and then you That's know, it. it becomes the biggest brand on earth. It becomes yeah. the biggest clothing brand deal mm-hmm. partnership on earth ever. And that is amazing. Now, did I shed a tear? Kind of. Here's why. The aspect of the story being Michael Jordan is the shadowy figure and his mom is the one Who's like, I'm going to stand up for my son because right. he's a kid. Ultimately, he just wants a good contract and a car. Right. But she knows I'm going to set him up for the long run. I'm yes. playing the long game with him. You yes. know, I know the value in him. Yes. You know? And it's not just like, A, yes, that's her baby. Mm-hmm. That's her kid. Mm-hmm. Only kid? Does they have seven, uh, seven? I think he's probably got other kids. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, so that's her baby, but it's also the talent. She knows, she sees who he is and how great he is. So that's, right. yeah. Yeah. So the mom mom aspect, I liked. Um, it did, it just, it touched me, you know? Yeah. Because any, anytime there's a story of a mom, I'm always just like, uh, uh, <laughs> right. you know, it just does something yeah. to me. But ultimately, fine. So what makes this movie better than fine? I think that they really captured the atmosphere of the time period. Yes. And they gave you something that looked really nice. Um, uh, The characters felt for the most part fully fledged out, except for Ben Affleck's character. Um, I just think probably because he didn't act all that well, in my opinion, I just Mm -hmm. felt like I could tell he was acting. Uh, and that's never all that great. He must have had been going to J-Lo's acting coach. Uh, and just don't do that. Right, right, right. Uh, that ain't right. You don't want to do that. And we love J-Lo. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, 
Good. It was all right. Like, there's good. there's been movies of like Air that have been done really well, and mm-hmm. so I compare it to like um, the one. Th- the first thing I thought of was Moneyball. I don't know if you've seen Moneyball with Brad, Brad Pitt and uh, Jonah Hill. Uh huh. That one was really good. Um, but also, if you weren't into baseball, I don't know that you would find it as good. You know. Yeah. So that's something too. If you're not Can a they- basketball person, then. Maybe this doesn't even appeal to you. Maybe this you won't even like it in general. But um, yeah, I think, like I said, the deeper level of name, image, and likeness for players to be able to sell their own merch or even take part in the revenue of merch that's in their name, mm-hmm. that's important. But like I said, it was the last sentence in the movie. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they should have, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like a result of things. Right. So the result of things is what I find the most interesting. So it's so it's so fascinating how many companies have to do well in order for the next company to also do well. Right. Right. So it's not just a company doing well. There's so many factors into it. So let's say Nike is a company that is built off of um, another company doing well, but Inside of that company, the players have to do well on the court and outside of the court. Mm-hmm. So in order for Nike to acquire the quality, the caliber of player that Michael Jordan is, not only does he have to revolutionize the game of basketball, because at the time people are interested in running shoes, then they're like, well, basketball, cool, but blah, right? He has to revolutionize the game, get people to really care about it. And then not only do that, he has to be the absolute greatest on earth in history and 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 then he has to entertain people so he can't just be tony parker good somebody who knows how to play the game and play it really well he has to be a character on the basketball court that is that is flying through the air and and when he's playing he's sticking his tongue out and he's 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 the most competitive guy out there and Mm -hmm. he's giving people a reason to watch besides the fact that he is a good player then he's got to be so good that the rest of the team is that amazing in order for them to go to the playoffs and win six times in order for people to want to be like mike he has to do all of that and then he has to go out and have the lifestyle of a person that the guys want to be like and the girls want to sleep with holy crap in order for us to make $4 billion a year, one guy has to make an entire organization incredible, and that lifts up the entire NBA, and that makes people want to wear the shoe. Right. And maybe that's the weight that Matt Damon's character saw. Maybe he saw him calm, cool, collected in the tape. And was like, okay, he's going to be able to have the greatness and have what it takes to carry all that weight of a whole brand, of a whole company, of a whole franchise. You know what I mean? So maybe that's what you saw. And it was just like underneath the acting. You know what I mean? You're just supposed to kind of catch that. But, you know. Well, I don't know how many people really think about that, Mm -hmm. you know, because if you ever read this article about what it takes to make a pencil. Right. You have to get the wood from one country, mm-hmm. the metal from another country, the rubber from another country, the lead from another country. And no country could let the ball drop. They right. all have to manufacture the thing right on time, get it to the right uh, uh, manufacturing center, get it to the right fulfillment center so it can appear in your store when you need it. Right. I think about that all 
the time. <laughs> Especially in COVID, right? You right. think about it. You're like, oh, I can't get this thing because of the chips. They don't have the chips. Right. Right? But like, I thought this was made in America. No, the nope. chips are made in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. This and that and this and that. All, you have to think about all these factors of things that have to work perfectly well. And one mess up, one screw up. If Michael Jordan got arrested mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for something heinous, it's over. Yeah. Nobody wants to wear the shoe anymore. Right. This organization has developed its brand so enormously massive because one guy never screwed up bad enough. Do you think it would be like that today? Do you think there are players like that today? That do what? That A, are great enough to like keep it going, win the championships, raise the team up, but also keep it never screw up bad enough. You know what I mean? Like he, you know, if he got arrested for doing something bad, are there players like that today that could hold that kind of weight? I don't, I don't think the real question is about players. I think it's about figures. So players limits us to the NBA, right? But to me, the, the, and yes, it does exist because LeBron James has never been arrested for anything that is super crazy. He, right. we don't know him to have cheated on his wife. We know right. that he's a good dad. He's like doing what he needs to do. He's kind of frugal. Like we, we like that, right? He speaks up for the little man. But then if you think about it outside of basketball, the worst thing Obama ever did to the mass public on average is the fact that he wore a tan suit. Mm. And how detrimental was that? Pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So totally like, and then the pressure is even more on you because they're black. Michael Jordan, true. if you if you think about it. Now it's a cultural thing. Right? Most of the people who are watching Michael Jordan are, are expecting him to mess up. Especially when you become great, mm-hmm. you become rich, mm-hmm. you become uh, 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 one of the most famous people on earth. They're waiting for you to mess up. Look at what John Morant did. <laughs> John Morant in a club, pulling out a gun, waving it, having a good old time. And everyone is like, uh, it's not a wise decision, but you can fi- probably find enough people that will say like, but I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's this entire uphill battle that people have to fight who are in that spotlight position in order for things to work. If there was no Michael Jordan, there is going to be no Kobe, no LeBron, nobody who, who's yes. going to just develop this whole system 100%. that allows these businesses to thrive and do well. Because if the NBA doesn't do well, then Nike doesn't do as well. I mean, maybe not so much anymore, but the division that uh, was – dependent upon these basketball players doing incredibly well now is gone. Imagine if people say, I don't want to be like Mike anymore. Now we got to come up with something else. Now we have to find another extraordinary talent. It's wild to think about that stuff. Yep. hundred percent. I like that. I like the marketing aspect of it too. I'm I'm big on marketing obviously, but um, yeah, I like the, the putting the person Making the brand after the person and not like the other way around. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's good. But that's a huge risk. Mm-hmm. The very big risk. Oh, my God. 
it's a huge risk yeah. because now you have to sit and talk to a what twenty year old mm-hmm. to say, listen, man, you have to be a model citizen at all times, especially today. We don't know what Michael Jordan was into back in the nineties, mm-hmm. just because we the Last Dance came out. We don't right, know, right, right, right. <laughs> but today. We'll find out everything on Instagram. Yeah. Shade Room will post it. Yeah. And it's a wrap. So, I mean, look at unfortunate. Um, my man from Creed. Jo- Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. So, he was the golden boy for a week. A week or so. <laughs> or a week. Uh, it was a good couple months. Um and it's all gone. It's all gone. Once he got them muscles, he started smacking them around. Apparently. It's unfortunate. I mean, again, this is alleged. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what Mike. I was really rooting for him. In, you not anymore? In the, in the movies. I don't know. I think so. I would hope so. My hope, honest to God, is that all the allegations are wrong. And that it's actually true. However... Wait, what you hope that the, the allegations are false? Are false. Uh-huh. However, I don't know how many allegations are coming forward now. <laughs> and I don't know how much evidence is getting ready to be revealed. So I don't know. The damage is probably done. Yeah. If you remember the dude from uh, uh, Straight Out of Compton who was on The Shy. He got some kind of allegation against him, and that is why you don't know who I'm talking about. And we don't even know what the allegation was. Which one was he? He played Easy E. Oh, he played out of Compton. Yeah, and he got he an allegation. We Con- don't know what that was. We don't. Really? Know, we still don't know what it was. See, I don't even know about the allegation. Yeah, that's why you haven't heard from him in a while. All the other boys from Straight Out of Compton, they working. That the dude with funny. the eyebrows, working. Yeah, uh, uh, Ice Cube son. Working. working. The guy who played Dre was um, is going to be in a new show, I think, or movie. Dude who played Snoop, working. Working. Everybody working except that one dude. And that scene in the hospital was so fire. You just thought he was going to be the next big thing. Yeah. One allegation. I didn't see he go to jail or anything like that. But that one allegation no, took him out. That. He ain't working like that. He's Already rumors about Marvel. Movie movies. Marvel trying to drop him now, I think. That's the rumor. I don't know if Marvel came out and said that they are for sure going to drop him, but... It's the rumor mill. Yeah. So, a word of advice to the young men out there, young men and women, um, like Angel Reese and all those people who are coming up making women's basketball something that people want to watch, because that's one of the jokes, right? That's the joke. We don't want to watch women's basketball. We mm-hmm. Now, I hear that the, um, the latest uh, women's basketball... Game was higher view had higher viewership than the men, right? So all the opportunities people can make more money now than ever than ever. However, there is more at stake now than ever. So people gotta come right, act right. Whatever you was out there doing, delete, block. It's a wrap. Don't do it no more. Just think. You can't ask a twenty year old to think. They ain't learned that. They ain't get their degree in thinking. Uh, we'll figure it out. But honestly, like before you hit the click on the button on the phone, just take a second. Really? Uh, uh, okay. You know? Well, there's also the game of you're only so relevant as people talking about you. 
So a lot of people will purposely make bad decisions just so that they can get the backlash of people talking about them. And that's that's the PR move. I'm going to do something dumb so that people can talk about me. And that way I can end up in the shade room. I could be on the top of the blogs for the weekend. If I can flip that around, sell something, do something great. All that negative attention is going to turn into positive attention. That gives me a headache. <laughs> I'm not. No, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> Just go work at the store. Yeah. So uh, that is uh, my breakdown of uh, Air. Uh, solid movie. I'm going to give it a three out of five. Nothing too crazy. Yeah. It was enjoyable to watch. I love the color. Um, yeah. You know, they that was great. I didn't totally love Chris Tucker's Tucker. performance. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, right? Chris Tucker. I didn't totally love his performance, not because he didn't do a good job. I just thought his character was mighty annoying. Um, they put Marlon Wayans in there for three lines. Um, that was fine. I don't think he totally matched the image of the person that he was trying to represent. But um, mm -hmm. aside from that, I think he could have done better without having uh, uh, J-Lo's husband in there. And um, I find it interesting you didn't like Chris Tucker's Character, his character was almost cut out of the movie. It wasn't even going to be brought into the movie. I didn't even know what his title was in the movie. I just knew he was Chris Tucker. I think he was a like advisor to the client or whatever it is, something okay. like that. All right, well, you know, they did that. <laughs> yeah. Good, good job, I guess. Uh, <laughs> as much, I, I did like his, his performance. I just didn't love the character. Right. Um, all right, so. This is fun. Nellie and Ashanti. Those are names I didn't think I'd hear this year in 2023. Go ahead. <laughs> what year is it? If you if you know, they used to date Correct. back in the day. Yeah. And uh, they've been seen recently holding hands. So the real question I have about this is, when is it appropriate to go back to an ex? How long did J-Lo and Ben wait? <laughs> 20 years, I think. It was 20 years. Maybe that's, maybe that's the rule. Um, no, I don't know. Um, uh, how long are you together with this person? Let's take Nellie and Ashanti. How long were they together? Shoot, you got to ask chat GPT. Oh, my goodness. Ask if only we had the power of the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find out, find out. Um, yeah, go ahead. Give your thoughts. Okay, so if you were to be a single man and you had uh, a friend, let's just say it was a friend. And they would you ever do one of those passages like if we're still single when we're 40, let's just get married to each other. Would you ever do one of those? Yes. Depends on who it is. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you answered that yes. this way. Because if you say it depends on who it is, doesn't that just mean you like them in the moment that you agreed to this agreement? Yeah, probably. 100%. All the people that have asked me that question, respectfully. <laughs> Respectfully. Don't look at me. Look at the camera. We <laughs> not doing that. I never asked you. So like, you Why not? I that's the real, that's my real question. In the moment, because you're mad. Go ahead. <laughs> Respectfully, all the offers you've been given, you've said. I said, I'm going to think about it. <laughs> okay. Okay. It got to be like Chad, Chad, Chad and Larry, wasn't it in that movie? Chuck and Larry? It got to be like Chuck and Larry, where I'm going to get a tax savings or something like that. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, need something yeah, yeah, yeah. To get that. 
So, uh, so since you said yes to that, uh, do you think that you could do that with an ex? Like if you just turn around and say, look, we dated for a year. How long did they date? Uh, 11 years. They did for 11 years. Uh, Ashanti and Ellie began dating in 2003 and were together for 11 years before breaking up in 2014. So it's only a nine year wait for them to be allegedly back together. I could see that. I could see that because 11 years is a long long time. Long time. You're used to the person. Mm -hmm. Just is what it is. It, it, 10 years later, you're not going to just be like, this is going to, let's just. Yeah. You know. Unless they did something heinous to you. You right, know, if it was right. super bad, okay. But if it was just like, we're. It didn't like, see eye to eye. We're growing. We're, we're different people. Yeah, exactly. But then you start thinking about it a little bit more the way Ashanti been posting. You know that she's <laughs> at the beach just uh-huh. thinking. Right. It's not like she's making songs. Right. You know what I mean? Right. She's right. at the beach, navel out. Yes. She's just having a good old time. With the of navel. course, uh, EI, EI, mama oh, is going to oh, pop up in the air. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Shake your tail feather about to pop up in the air. And she said, let me go hold this hand at the fight. He need a new band-aid. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got to replace the band-aid. You know what I mean? Let's put a fresh one on. To me, that's normal. Yes. That's normal. I think that's an appropriate time because, uh, well, what's like the bare minimum, do you think? I, it's how much you, as a person, probably changed. Yeah. Because if you're coming back together nine years later, you're two different people. Maybe. Y'all have been with other people. Y'all have been on other career paths. Them too specifically. We're putting them as an example. Different uh, shows, different successes, different losses, different this, different that. After nine years, I'd say that's a good time. I don't agree with the fact that they're going to be two different people. Go ahead. I think that people change a lot earlier and then they stay similar later. So... When you're 20, you're going to be very different than when you're 27. Correct. And when you're 27, you're going to be very different than when you're 35. But then when you're 35, 30, yeah. you're going to, and then you hit 40, Found you're your probably going to be very similar to that. Then you're going to slightly change a little bit when you turn 45. By the time you're 50, you're like, look, man. This is me. This, this is what I do. Right. Okay. And you, I ain't changing for nobody. And it is what it is. That's why they say all the worst people in the world, you just got to let them die out. Because Why? They're not going to change. Right, right, right. That's right, who they right. are. 100%. So to me, I don't know how old Nelly is. I don't know his age. Chat GBT, how old Nelly? Jimmy, look it up. Nelly, age 48. Okay, 48 years old, Ashanti. which is not that old. All these people are not that old. To me, Diddy being 53, that's crazy. Ashanti, 42. 42. Man. So in 2003, when they started dating, they were 20 years ago. 22 and 28. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's way different from... Yeah, that's different. Well, 2011, it said? Yeah. 2014. Uh-huh. You, they were how old? The left are 11 years, 39 and 40. No. Yeah, 39 and 33. Okay. 39 to 48. Uh-huh. I think that's a significant change in who you are. Maybe. He'd been having the same abs for the past sure. 15 years. So sure. I don't know. And is it fair to us, the people, that <laughs> Nelly going to take her back right when? Go ahead. 
when we love her the most. <laughs> uh, it's fair. It's in fair. what scenario am I going to run into Ashanti? You ever been to Trader Joe's? Second, in what scenario am I going to actually talk to her? <laughs> Have that. the courage to talk to her. You wouldn't talk to Ashanti? And the third it? scenario, in what world is she going to talk back to me? <laughs> you need to get your self-esteem up. I mean, I'm just saying. A celebrity who probably has a fajillion people, hey, let me get a picture with you. Um, I wouldn't ask Ashanti for the picture. Okay. I wouldn't. What are you going to ask Ashanti for? I'm going to come up to him and the be digits. like. digits. You won't. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ashanti got about. 38 fans left for her music. Oh, my goodness. Okay? I'm not going to walk up to her and sing the most famous songs. Yeah. I'm going to play a different game. Go ahead. I'm going to be like Ashanti. You're licking your lips again. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm going to be like Ashanti. Man, hold on. Hey, Siri, what's Ashanti's real name? Ashanti was born Ashanti Shaquia Douglas. All right, that's not. That was Ashanti. I'm gonna be like Ashanti Shaquia. A.S. The way that I love you. Ooh. ooh, 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 ooh. She gonna be like, what? How you know that song? I'm gonna be like, man, you know I was a fan. Boom. She gonna be like, he he knows one of my non-mega famous songs. Non Jai rules. This was a, a song just her. You know the song? I don't. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. She's gonna be right there in produce. I'm gonna hop up. I'm gonna be like, yo, let me get my uh a yerba mate. Mm-hmm. Let her know that I drink clean. Mm-hmm. I drink clean. She gonna be like, ah, you know what? What's your name? <laughs> Boom. Once they ask for the name, it's over. There you go. So can't do I have a shot with Shanti? Not anymore. Now that Nelly, now I think he took her to the Usher show. It's over. Yeah, there's nothing I could do with that. I would never bring my girl to an Usher show. Okay, because because I'm bringing the boys to the Usher show. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the reason why is because she sits on a fence. Okay, Usher plays this game where he is so interestingly appealing. That it might transfer over to me. When she leaves the show and she's like, oh my gosh, man, I love the show. I'm, just, I'm in a mood. Let's have a baby, right? But then it could also turn into, so where is Usher staying at tonight? Ooh. And that right there is a fence I can't wobble on. You can't. Maybe it's just a celebrity thing. What do you mean? Only if you're hollering at a celebrity, because they have the capability to reach out and meet these people. But just a regular girl off the street, she can't be like, what's Usher doing tonight? Oh, no. A regular girl off the street can definitely just say, what is Usher doing tonight? Okay. I'm going to put it to you this way. Go ahead. A regular girl off the street could say, what's Drake doing tonight? That's facts. And she'll find out. Easily. <laughs> with ease. With ease. So how much time is it is too much to wait for an ex? I think if you got a good ex, 
it ended because you guys were too young. You didn't get each other at the time. Whatever, whatever. Ten years down the line, it's okay to call. I'm going to tell you a story. I'm ready. Because I be going back sometimes. Like Sometimes I really do feel like this thing worked. Let's try to figure it out. Never works. Respectfully. Respectfully. <laughs> I did have somebody from the past reach out to me. Okay. Recently? Recently. Okay. And this is like... <laughs> Careful what specifics you want to give. <laughs> this is like... This is... We're not at 10, but we're not that far away from 10. Okay. Because the years are going by crazy. Okay. Right? To me, 2000 is not that long ago, but really it's 23 years. It was really years it's 23 years. Right? Yeah. So it's we we uh, we're not at 10, but we're Listen, almost there. Getting close. Reached out to me, asked me some qualifying questions, see if I wanted to prove the moving forward of of what would probably be like the fourth attempt. Oh, okay. <laughs> right on. That's also a caveat. How many times have you tried? But the first three were in that period of time. Right. All right. And as much as I was interested in saying yes, it was a no mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Respectfully. <laughs> I mean, does that mean enough time hasn't passed by? I kind of do think so, yes. Okay. Because I might have said yes if the terms were a little different. But the terms for what homie was bringing to the table were similar to what it was X amount of years ago. Mm. And I said, you ain't doing enough growing yet. See, there it is. There's the growth. If there's enough growth, oh yeah, then it's worth it. If there's if you move into if you the like right, each other, too, it's also like <laughs> well, some people say that liking each other is uh, right, right, right. You know what I mean, like but who, enough growth. Who likes each other? To be honest, fair enough. That's high school. That's fair. Ben and J Lo, rich. Fair enough. Money is also a factor. <laughs> Yeah. So, and like when they rich, now we can like each other. <laughs> right. Yes. You know that that I mean? too. You know what I mean? When there's not a lot to struggle with, that's cool. Whatever. What's the advice that moms give their girls all the time? You ain't got to marry him for love. Just make sure he could take care. Right. Yeah. But if you could take care of yourself and he could take care of you, you might just fall in love. Mm-hmm. That's facts. So- I think the amount of time kind of depends. Ten year mark, cool. Everybody's it's still single, good. especially at this age right now. Mm-hmm. Ten years from now, if I'm still single, I might, I might just mess around, and just sign the paper. I mean, I don't know if that's out of desperation though, because if I'm living a happy life, keep it going. You but know, we rocking like I Bow see wow. you. I see. I think ten's an appropriate number. Ten I might be an appropriate one. number, even twenty. Even 20. But I ain't been there. But bare minimum, I'd say 10. 10 years. So Ashanti and Nelly, we wish you guys all the worst luck. 
so that Ashanti <coughs> could come back to the scrapes the way that we like her. Because the way y'all rocking right now, holding hands right now, I just find it really disrespectful. <laughs> That's the sad violin plays. I do not support that. <clears throat> All right. We're going to stay on board here. Uh, Marcus Houston explains that dating women his age uh, means that they come with a lot of baggage. So I don't know if you know. Do you know who Marcus Houston is? I will in a second. I don't know Marcus Houston. I know who Marcus is Houston. Go home, Roger. Yes. He spells it Marquess. Yes. Now, come on now. I'm just saying that's how I know the name. He spells it Marquise. Yes. Oh, excuse me. But we call him Marquise. But I'm Hispanic, so it's Marquise. 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 What's his last name? Uh, In Spanish. Oh, oh. H is silent. So, Uston. <laughs> Marquez Uston. Marquez Uston. He's married. He married his wife when she was 19. Right. Now, understandably so. He was in a very big show in the 1990s. So that means my man is about 80. He's 41. 41. Hold on. Running back for me. <laughs> Recently married, 2020. And is how old now? Mm-hmm. 22. Mm-hmm. She was 19 when they got married. They met when she was 17. However, he ain't talked to her until she was of age. So his claim is women his age. Marcus Houston is saying that women his age come with too much baggage. So he had to go down in age so he can help her mold her and and help her become the woman that she wants to be. They got kids together. He is a religious man. Whoop-dee-whoop. So with that being said, you, you're a little younger than me, so you're 29. 29. A little different than being 38. Yeah. But I feel you can probably imagine what it's like being with someone who's your age and/or a little bit older. Because what do you think happens when a woman the story is? I should put that the out there. The narrative. The narrative is when a woman hits 30, what happens? She wants to get have babies. Boom. That's the narrative. I ain't saying that that's the truth. Okay. Every woman is different. They're, women are not a monolith. But the. I also think scientifically, uh, you're less likely to have a successful pregnancy after a certain age. I think it's like 28 or something like that. They call it 35. Oh. 35. I thought it was like 28. That's why the talk, the clock is ticking. Right, quote, right, right. Quote, right, unquote. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I call cap on that, mainly because I'm not a doctor. Fair enough. But. Janet Jackson had that baby at 50. Yeah. I know what people say. She's rich. You guys are all rich to me. Mm-hmm. I've got. Proud of you. Okay. So, with all this baggage that Marcus Houston is, is talking about, what do you think he means about that? That's what I'm trying to figure out. A 40-year-old woman's baggage. Yeah. So, I, I can... Who's I can single? Because... He would have to date her, right? So a single 40-year-old woman's baggage. Hopefully. Because he's a religious man. I don't think he's stealing nobody's wife. Mm-hmm. 
it's a uh, well. It depends on the person. There's a case to be said that they're probably more eager to find a partner. I'm not going to say the word desperate, <laughs> but they're more <laughs> eager to find a partner. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> we try not to offend. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, the world. Listen, I'm not that kind of guy. Uh, yeah, so they're more eager to find a partner. Maybe, maybe they're not working. Not working. Maybe there's some that aren't working. Forty-year-old women not working. There's some. Wait, why? Wait, why would a single forty-year-old woman not be working? Wouldn't it be the I opposite? Know. I don't know. Okay, let me put some. Let me put some. Uh, thought into this okay go ahead so a 40 year old woman who is not married who has no kids probably most likely most likely got a bomb career Mm, that's fair probably but maybe the ones he was talking to uh -uh. (laughs) Uh uh-uh here's the reason why i'm pretty sure he's talking about the one with a good career number one what happens when you don't need to depend on somebody you don't, you're used to things your way. Boom. You are stuck in your ways and you are not changing for nobody. Think about what there I we just go. said. Yeah. I don't know if he said this, but he said something about, I can mold her. He okay? said that. I, I think he said that mm. in the interview that was about this. So when you think about young, impressionable people, especially young, impressionable women who are getting coerced or who are getting, uh, um, wrong word, who are getting... Um, introduced to these older men, they want these older men don't want women that are going to give them talk back and say, I don't need you. You know, if you're going to talk to me a certain kind of way, if you're going to treat me a certain kind of way, I don't need you. I've lived 42 years of life without you. I don't need you. Next, imagine you being 41. That means you probably got your heart broken a couple of times, which makes you what? Potentially jaded. Okay. For the record, this applies to men as well. Has he been married before? Don't know. Okay. Let's Google it. Hey, Siri, how many times has Marcus Houston been married? Okay. I found this on the web. For how many times has Marcus Houston been married? Check it out. I didn't ask you to answer the question. You're making me read. (laughs) Okay. Um, so Marcus Houston, he has been married uh, uh, two times. No, uh, one time. One time. Maya Dickey. Just this girl. Just this one girl. Okay. Okay. So all of what I said applies to men as well. Okay? Yes. Uh, 100%. The older they get, the more stubborn they get, the more they want their own way. And who's going to give that to them? A young woman who who just don't know no better. Okay, and now he's talking about a 19-year-old. Come on now. The life uh, the life experience of that 19-year-old is not going to compare to his as a 30-something-year-old. It's just not the same, right? So now he just wants it to be easier. He don't want no woman nagging him. Maybe he's maybe he could have he could be a bigger artist. He don't want no woman turn around telling him, "Hey yo, go to the studio. Go try to get your life right." He want a girl who's just going to be like, "Look. I'm here. I'm with Marcus Houston. I'm cute." No pushback. Great. 
perfect, right? Then now they're also not jaded. They're also not experiencing things in their mind that have already happened. Like uh, a lot of men, at least my age, who have had at least one to two significant breakups in their lives that make them think about women a certain kind of way. Men and women think about the same thing. Imagine if a woman has had multiple, maybe two, two really bad breakups, somebody that they, they either they loved or they got married to and then got divorced, that makes their vision on things on men maybe potentially a little bit skewed. Okay, so now they're coming into the relationship with a little bit of that on them. And who doesn't want to deal with that? MH. Marcus Houston. Next point. Go ahead. I'm ready. Hit me with it. What does society grade women on? Their looks. Their looks. I thought you were just- and what is more valuable to society's view on women and their looks? What's more valuable? What's the most valuable aspect of it? I don't. Youth. Mm, I was going to say boobs. That is the previous generation's view on it. Mm-hmm. Right now we're in a booty era. Keep keep up, oh, Chris. The booty era. <laughs> That's That's keep up, Chris. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You don't go to the gym. Old, you don't I'm see old, them TikTok pants. The way they'd be unfolding, leaving all the flaps on out. Come on, Chris. Very inappropriate to work out in those things. (laughs) Okay. All right. So society says young women are the most beautiful women. That's what society says. And a lot of times men put that in their head. I want a girl whose skin still snaps back, who ain't had no babies, boop, 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 boop. So that when they have the baby, they, they snap back so I can still continue to remain attracted to them. That is why men, successful men, they get married and then they sleep with their young 25-year-old assistant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So all of what Marcus Houston is saying is, look, I just don't want a girl who has her own thoughts, who has her own career, mm-hmm. who doesn't need me, and who I might not be attracted to. Wouldn't be the argument be she does want him not only because of who he is, but of his status and the amount of money that he has? Is there not an argument for that? That she does need him because he's paying the bills? Now, I don't know if he actually is. I don't know what the situation is. But there's sometimes there's that case, too. There's baby daddies. There's sugar daddies. Not baby daddies. Sugar daddies. Uh, Possibly. Yeah. Possibly, yes. But that goes back to his preference of what does Marcus Houston want? Does he want to be on a boat with a... a more seasoned woman as a famous singer and actor. I mean, of course he's a religious man now, so that's a little different, but still that doesn't, that doesn't remove what your flesh desires because you're religious, mm-hmm. right? Cause we know enough religious people just all Dalai Lama make out with a kid. So. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Okay. So the religious part could potentially, and this is not an attack on religion, it could potentially make you a big old freak. So. 
<laughs> okay. Respectfully. Yeah. Res- okay. We don't I'm need the Vatican saying, coming after us now. I'm just saying, I'm not going to shield human desire, fleshly desire, because you're religious. Right. Okay. Now, there is backlash about that because, of course, it sounds like he's trying to, he, he groomed. Like grooming, yeah. Right. Um, and he's also devaluing women of a certain age. Correct. Because he don't want to hear the nagging or mm-hmm. he don't want to, mm-hmm. he don't want to, whatever, whatever all of this is. So I will say this. When it comes to Marcus Houston and his desire to be with the person he wants to be with, I find it a little difficult to connect with somebody that age, at my age. And he was older than me when they got married. Are you talking like from a t- like 18-year-old? Yeah. Right. Like connecting with an 18-year-old, technically you're illegal. He, he was- didn't do anything wrong. But- 38 or something like 37, let's say. What y'all talking about? Exactly. Now, I'm Haitian. I know a lot of marriages that ha- that husband and wife are 20 years mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. It is not an unnatural thing, at least in my culture. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's other cultures around the world. Oh, 100%. Totally normal thing. 20, 20-year-old and a 40-year-old get married. That's that. 100%. Um. But in America, I do feel like, what's y'all going to talk about? She's 19. She's at the wedding. She can't drink at her own wedding. That's true. That's very true. So does Marcus Houston want the easy way out when it comes to the type of woman he wants to marry? And I'm sorry I'm talking about this because I don't want to talk about your wife like that. So I'm just going to talk talk about the grander um, topic at hand here, which is do men 38, 40 years old, 40 and up want the easy way out of life? Because society says that a man who is 40, who is financially thriving and probably because they're a little older, they look a little bit more distinguished. They they have a higher uh, um uh, p- position in society because that is what society deemed as wonderful. An older man who's right. A couple weeks ago, we spoke about um, how how younger women are dating older men, leaving younger men single. Mm-hmm. So, did Marcus Houston take the easy way out to just be like, "Look, I don't want nobody nagging me. I don't want anybody." Uh, um, 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 acting like they don't need me. I want to feel like the man. I want to provide. I want to do all of that. And I'm going to get it easier with a 19-year-old woman. And is that okay? And is it okay for him to say what he said, that a ex-women of a certain age come with baggage on average, and I don't want to deal with that? And does that negate the fact that he might have his own baggage? Mm-hmm. That's also true. It might be something he's projecting onto somebody else. So don't know the relationship, but the re- the response to what he said was so heavy uh, because people felt like he was grooming and he was doing all the stuff, talking to somebody of that age. Um, if I was him, I would have said, and if I was his PR team, I would have said, just don't talk about that. Leave your private life to your private life. 
post the pictures, but don't talk about the fact that other women are coming with baggage. Because I'm sure there is a nice 40-year-old woman out there who could also be wonderful for you and your uh, life. Mm -hmm. I agree. Thanks for bringing that up, Jamie. Um, All right. Um, I have one more thing for you. I'm going to read an article. Talk to me, Goose. Um, To not be biased, this article is from CBS News. Um, So the title is, It's Going to Hit the Consumer Hard. Quote, people with higher credit scores may pay higher mortgage fees. Clip this. Uh, changes in the mortgage changes in the mortgage industry could spell bad news even if you have good credit. Beginning May first, some people with higher credit scores may actually end up paying a higher fee, while those with lower scores will pay less. It's a really big change. Um, explain mortgage loan officer and credit office and credit score expert. Al Bingham is going to hit the consumer hard when they go to apply for a mortgage. The changes are part of the federal government's effort to provide equitable access to home ownership. So according to Bingham, it comes down to fees that lenders pay back to federal programs that uh, back the mortgages. For some first-time home buyers, those fees are often rolled into a higher interest rate paid by the consumer. Here is what it will mean for the first time home buyers who fit certain home income guidelines. Ready for it? Ready. For a homeowner with a $500,000 purchase price who puts down the minimum down payment, a person with a 660 credit score will get a rate of about 6.25%, while the buyer with a 740 uh, credit score will pay 6.25%. Five instead of 6.25. So the changes will also make it more expensive for borrowers to refinance and pull out uh, equity out of their homes to pay off consumer debt. Now, the changes, although there are decimal places in change, still pretty significant. A 6.25 versus a 6.5 is pretty heavy. It is. So what they're saying is this will not affect you if you got a 15-year fixed loan, but if you got a 30-year, that adds on about $15,000 to your mortgage. Mm, that's interesting. If you have good credit score and if you put a, a nice, healthy down payment. And this is just to benefit the low credit score people, give them low a chance. Low credit score, low income. Right. Low credit score, low income. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Um, this is coming from a non-homeowner person. <laughs> um, I see the benefit in helping those with low income and low credit score. Coming from a person with a pretty low credit score. Um, but for the people with a higher credit score, is it high credit score, higher income? Or uh, that they just manage their money better, but they're still towing the line. Does it doesn't say? It doesn't say in this article, but one can assume that slightly higher higher income. income. Yeah, I don't know. There's that all for the people. Why did I work so hard 
and I have to pay more. Mm-hmm. And there's that, hey, give somebody with less income, you know, more of a chance to make up, keep up with the payments. I've seen, I see it both on those two perspectives. I just don't know which one, in my opinion, is right. You know, for you know, it's all people's opinion. It's all subjective here. But what are your thoughts? So to me, home ownership is a mix of income and financial management mm-hmm. and financial planning. Mm-hmm. So I do understand that the, the government wants people to purchase homes. However, purchasing a home in the worst possible way can be the greatest detriment to your uh um, ability to thrive in this country. So owning a home is not more important than you being able to take care of yourself and take care of your family. Be financially and also stable. do it in a really good, stable, and wise way. Correct. So when they say people uh, have lower income and lower credit score, to me, that doesn't sound like people who should be in a rush to go buy a house. Because it says to me, chances are... now. I say that because if you have been paying off your debt, you're you're shutting down credit cards and all that stuff, your credit score is going to be affected negatively, mm-hmm. right? It's going to go down and then over time it will slowly go back up. So this is not about those people. But if you're putting down 3% on a house and you have a 500 credit score and that essentially means that your monthly payment is going to mm-hmm. be way high, mm-hmm. sky high, how are you going to have enough money to fix the crack on the floor when that happens, right. when the AC goes out. Right. How are you going to have enough money? It's not just get in the house. Right? What if you got it and it was on a shitty foundation? Exactly. So how are you going? It just says that I have been planning poorly with my fa- finances and I'm going to continue planning poorly. And without a doubt, that is going to cause um, well-intentioned people to go backwards in their financial journey then rather than go forward. And the idea is, well, I'm going to take from the rich and quote unquote, the rich or the people who are, um, you know, working hard and doing what they're supposed to do. And I'm going to redistribute it back to the people who need it. But as kind and as nice as that is, it's truly not fair because it dis- it can essentially disrupt the market. Um, because people are once again, I don't know when you heard about this, but buying homes they can't afford. Mm-hmm. So the government is incentivizing. I think you. about that scene in uh, The Big Short uh-huh. when he's at the strip club talking to the stripper, and she's like, "I have five houses." <laughs> and he was like, "Wait a minute, what?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? The government is once again incentivizing people to make really poor mm-hmm. financial decisions. Yeah. yeah. And the outcome of this is supposed to be that the government is supposed to make more money. They're supposed to be able to collect mm-hmm. more on taxes. And that's another thing. A lot of houses these days, you have to pay HOA. Mm-hmm. Um, not all, but a lot. And then on top of that, property tax. So people are not really considering all these things when they're just upping and buying a house. I'm sure they are nowadays because there's a lot more education that comes along with purchasing a house and and am I going to be able to do this? Mm-hmm. But I was just watching a show on Netflix called How to get rich and i saw the trailer right that the 
thing on the Netflix homepage. And there was a girl on there who's 27 years old. She lives right here in Encino. And she's super proud to be a homeowner. She bought a, a, a condo in Encino. And for the eight months that she lived there, she didn't have hot water. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because all of her, she's house poor. House poor. Right. Every right. dollar that she earns is going to debt and or to her mortgage. Mm-hmm. So is that the way that you want to be a homeowner? No. no. Because chances are if one bad storm comes and there's a tree that hits your window and goes out, you are facing the greatest emergency of your life. Because you don't have that thousand, that Dave Ramsey $1,000 emergency fund. You right. don't even have that. Yeah, you don't even have that. So I think about that when it's just like, yeah, wow, wonderful. Now I can go buy me a house. You know, I'm going to get a lower uh, interest rate because I have bad credit. I've been making poor decisions. I'm going to continue making poor decisions, and I'm going to um, I'm going to uh, redistribute my my bad habits onto people who are not really operating the same way as me. I do think it's a sweet gesture, but it's really it is. dumb. It is. It's 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 morally cool good you know but you have to be careful uh, you know whether it's right or wrong morally smart morally dumb ethic whatever uh if it goes through it goes through and those people are going to come at these houses looking for that 6.2 and thinking i have just enough to afford it only if it's a 6.2 you know what i mean right and then they get into it and Hopefully, the hope is you did it right. You have enough. You have the emergency fund. You have enough for not just the house, but the HOA fees, the property taxes, and all this, this, and that. Now, weren't we talking a few episodes ago about the banks giving a good deal to low-income um, people on housing housing loans? Weren't we talking about that? So that was Bank of America is... Uh, Offering loans to black people in select cities or, mm-hmm. and or people of color um, that are 0%. Right. 0%. Right, 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 right. Uh, and there was something else too. 0% interest, zero down. So zero down, uh, 0% interest. Um, same principle though. It's it's just to get you to come and buy the house, whether it's a good idea for you or a bad idea for you. It's, it's a trap. just to get you in there. So I have you buy the cojones. Mm-hmm. And then when you fall, default on the payments, you're also homeless. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I mean, if you really think about it too, how, like, why would Bank of America do that? Why would they loan people money for zero dollars? Mm-hmm. Just think about that. Well, when you default on the loan, they're going to get the house with the new equity built on top of it. Yep. And then they're going to be able to sell it and they'll they'll make their money back no Correct. matter what. So I think people have to really be careful of the Rob Peter pay Rob Peter to pay Paul tactics that are coming out of the federal government to make it seem like everything is something is being done to help the little man. But truthfully, the little man has to watch out for the little man and utilize the power of the internet to learn exactly what it will take for you to get your dreams to come true. If your dream is to purchase a home, if your dream is uh, to, um, you know, have a savings or anything like that. There's a lot of negativity out there on the internet where people are saying, we'll never be able to do this. We'll never be able to get out of debt. I'll tell you personally, during COVID, I got out of over $35,000 of debt, over 35,000. I'm not even going to give you the full number, but it's more than that. And because, and, and I was 
dealing with it, crippled with it for years. Mm-hmm. And, and I couldn't find a way out until I really just sat down and learned um, what is it going to take? What do I have to sacrifice today to make sure that later on I don't have to deal with this? And it changed how I thought about money. It changed about the decisions I made. Um, it, it changed my relationship with credit. It changed my relationship with financing uh, things like cars and things like that. I was driving two struggle buckets mm-hmm. back to back. And I was happy to do it because I just knew that I'm, I'm operating a different way uh, in the future. And I'm super grateful for that period of time. I know a lot of people tell me, oh, you know, so long as you could have invested that money. Great. Good for you. You do that. But I knew every night I was going to bed struggling, struggling. And I was working my butt off, Mm -hmm. not getting anywhere near um, the, the place to be free. You know, and I felt like I had a, a financial noose around my neck. That's what it felt like. Every night I was going to bed, like, oh, how am I going to deal with this? Mm-hmm. And when I finally got out, it was one of those experiences in life that I just was like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is a different way to live. So be careful of those tricks because I've fallen for them all. I follow negative equity when mm-hmm. you trade in a car, uh, balance transfers, all this stuff that it seems like these people are out here to help you, but it's a trap. Got to be careful. And I think we were talking about that in just a callback on another episode. Who is the real enemy? Or not the enemy, but who should we be, you know, uh, fighting against? Mm-hmm. And I think. The government is the right answer because don't be stupid, quick, 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 quick. <clears throat> respectfully. <laughs> Maybe we should be just ask more questions to the government. What are you trying to do, and how is it going to help the people? Because the people is who we're looking out for. The people is who we are. We're not all up in your high uh, positions making stupid money over nothing. You know what I mean? Well, you have to remember what the people in government are there to do. They are there to remain in power because it offers them enough leverage to make really amazing choices so that they become they can become financially wealthy. Correct. That's the number one reason why politicians operate in this chess move game. If you really think about it, why did Biden offer a $10,000 um, student loan Forgiveness. Forgiveness, knowing that he couldn't do it, but did it right when the midterms were happening. And then knowing that he couldn't do it just like that at a stroke of a pen, he could turn around and say, it's the Republicans' fault. Are we so stupid that we're just going to fall for that? Oh, oh, it really is their fault. They don't want us to do that. Don't you see how it's pretty obvious that um, you're just going to do this chess move and then blame the other party and you're going to seem like a hero because I did my best. For you, you should vote for me again. Right. Yeah. So that is what the people in the government are there to do. They're there to utilize their position so that they can become wealthy. That is what they're there for. Are they there to look out for us? No, because this article tells us it is another uh, symbolic gesture that they know they know 20 years from now, there's going to be a thing that comes out that says this was one of the moves that uh, that displaced the middle class into 
uh, uh, you know, poorer class or the poor people became even poorer and they're not going to care because at that point they've made their money. They're either dead or they pass it on to their kids. Mm-hmm. They're not going to care. Yep. So people don't just fall for the BS. Pay Go attention. out there do some research. And if you ever heard the term house poor, that's one of the things you don't want to be. It is literally putting yourself in the position to become a slave to the walls that are keeping you warm. It's like your own personal prison. With that being said, check out Air when it comes out on streaming. On the streaming. And the Super Mario Brothers movie. You liked it? Oh, that was good. I enjoyed it. I was under the influence when I was watching it, which added a little more to the fun, but it was good. Uh, it is a good movie. It is entertaining. Um, John Leguizamo still hasn't seen it. Still, no. No but he review said that from he's him open. He's to be open in the next to one. doing the next one if they do it right. Is that still your dad? Not my dad. Damn. My dad is the internet's dad. Pedro Pascal. Mm, he's hot right now. Just right now. No, he's good. Um, I thought it was hilarious that it was just a blatant New York Italian accent from everybody. Mm-hmm. It starts with like your really stereotypical Italian accent mm-hmm. in the beginning, because you saw it, right? Mm-hmm. In the beginning, it's the commercial. It was a talking like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that lady in the tramp Italian. Yeah. And then you think, oh, that's going to be them the whole movie. And then they go, ah. Even better. Well, fucking go go. We talk like this the whole fucking movie, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that's cool. <laughs> I think you were really under the influence. Oh, I, that's I exactly you. He was like, fucking Luigi, how you fucking doing, man? <laughs> fucking Gabagoo, you know. I don't think they was doing. It was a pretty thick the Tony Soprano. Maybe it was a Tony Soprano, but uh, Sebastian. What's his name? Sebastian Maniscalco, the comedian. He talks like this all the time. Uh, he was in the movie too. Oh, okay. um, and that's like, that's the accent. I'm fucking doing this all the time. You know, I didn't. I didn't quite catch. I felt like I would just listen to Chris Pratt talking. Really? Who was the Who are the people in that movie? Charlie Day was Luigi. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he did a good job. Yeah. Um, Damn, Charlie uh, Day still famous? That's crazy. Yeah, he's coming out with another movie soon. Good for him. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy is the girl from Split. Oh, they just invented the new girl names now. From what Split? This is the Shyamalan movie that came out a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, What's her name? Anya Taylor Joy. She's Argentinian and. English, I think. I already like her. I like the Argentina. Um, she's from Split. She was in the menu just recently. Oh, she's with Timothy Chalamet. Is she? I see him kissing her. Oh, well, there you go. Them, I think. Um, totally sure. Yeah, and then uh, Jack Black was Bowser. Jack Black just be coming out. Jack Black's my dude. That's 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 my dude. Um and Seth Rogen was Donkey Kong. They should have made Donkey Kong black. See, I've I'm kind of okay that they didn't make him black. No facts. They definitely should not have made Donkey no. Kong black because it would have been crazy. And if they was, it should have been Tracy Morgan. 
<laughs> That's actually the perfect casting. <laughs> Ballpark freaks. Um, and then Fred Armisen was the older monkey. Oh, and then Keegan. Michael Key. Michael Key was Toad, Toad. Which I liked his character. I did like his character. I thought it was hilarious. You would never know it was him. Right, yeah. Yeah. The, my favorite part was like, they were arguing about, would the princess like him? And yeah. she, he was like. She would definitely like him. You know, that was yeah, just like, yeah. that was great moment. So, like, I love what he was trying to clarify. It's like, you got to move. His brother's going to die imminently. <laughs> I'm just trying to clear path. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, they, 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 it's hard to say they shot it well, but it was. It looked. They, illumination was on point. Yeah. They made it seem like the video game without making it too much like the video game. Right. Uh, super well done film. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised that the critics gave it a 54. Nine or something like that. Mm. Um, I think they hate it. I think this is an Illumination movie. Illumination, despicable. Disney, me. Play, Disney paid allegedly. Probably. Uh, <laughs> let me not even finish yeah, this yeah, before yeah, they yeah, sue yeah. me. Just kidding. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, very entertaining. If you get seizures, probably one of the worst movies you can watch. Probably, probably a lot of colors, um, a lot of yep. flashing. Yep, yep. Uh, but. Yeah, I thought it was well well written and I, it was very entertaining. Uh, John Linguizamo, you just got to chill, bro. You was you already had your chance, bro. I mean, he was already in the Super Mario Brother movie, the worst one. Yeah, Seth Rogen said that when he watched the first Super Mario movie, it was the first time he realized that movies could be bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not just Seth Rogen. Everyone who's seen that movie, <laughs> it's a fever dream movie. It's one of those like, are you who wrote this? Um, one of the homeless guys outside. Right. Uh, yeah. It was a good movie. Yeah. Totally, totally entertaining. If you have children, uh, and also if you don't have children, it's a good movie to go watch. I wouldn't suggest being inebriated. I wouldn't either. <laughs> but, uh, but if you do do that, uh, get an Uber home. Yeah. But that being said, this was the Men on the Internet podcast. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week. FTB. That we're looking at? Big big button. FTB. This was the minute. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you like what you saw, please make sure to subscribe to us on Instagram at MOI Podcast. And please check us out on our YouTube channel by searching men on the internet network.